Hello, Tesla Nation. Welcome to the Tesla Life, a show by the Tesla community for the Tesla community. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 247. Here we are at the 30th of March, 2022. Just a couple more days left in March, people. So if you need to get something done, get it done now. And uh, we welcome you to the show. Thanks very much for joining us. As usual, we have Mr. Casey Green joining us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? Doing pretty well. Uh, I'm hoping that you're not hearing that helicopter right now. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, so this, I had this a little bit works. of an echo going. I had to turn that off. <laughs> yeah, mine. Mine. Uh, I noticed that the, the the sound for the the intro came from the laptop speakers, but the talking is all going through the headphones. So this is interesting. Um, for those wow. that don't know, I, I switched up the the compute situation. You so. get uh, you get stereo <laughs> happening in the in the headphone and the laptop speakers. Interesting. Yeah. Sound sound. <laughs> also joining us as per usual, Mr. Patrick Gunner from. Uh, the left-hand coast. How are you today, sir? Hello, I'm good. So, uh, hey, Mark, who's today's sponsor? Today's sponsor is nobody. Letter M. That's right. <laughs> yes, we don't we don't have a, we don't have any sponsors. And, and uh, how many patron-only bonus stories do we have? Uh, that would be zero as well. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and this. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're here for you guys, the Tesla Nation. We, we're, we're not sponsored. We're not brought to you by, we don't have any other agenda. We're not doing anything just for patrons or whatever. We're just here as members of the Tesla community talking about something we love and it's, think it's awesome and helping improve the world. So I'm glad you could join us and uh, I hope you have fun too. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's get started because there is no shortage in news in the Tesla life and uh, Casey's got our first story. What's this about, Casey? So uh, we talked a few weeks ago about how Hertz had ordered themselves 100,000 plus 50,000 rideshare cars uh, from Tesla, the Model 3 standard range. And, uh, and well, now they've decided they're going to add Model Y to the fleet. What we don't know is for sure how many of them and if these count to the original 100,000. Or if this is a whole nother intern swiping the credit card again and again. <laughs> I do like the fact that uh, Tesla was like, oh, you want to buy them? Great, go ahead. <laughs> no, we want we want a deal. No, you don't get a deal. Well, can you help us? No. You, can we at least there's a website? We, do it like everybody else does. Bye bye. <laughs> can we can we at least batch them? We need a hundred thousand of these things. <laughs> <laughs> it only takes two minutes to order. So two hundred thousand minutes just, later, you can see the enter and going. Do I have to use my credit card too? <laughs> just, just for the reservations. Just for the deposit, uh, intern. It's okay. We'll pay you back. That's a lot of frequent fire miles, man. Come on. This is true. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> uh, I, wonder, I wonder if they do send, like, like when it comes time to settle up, when the, some of the cars arrive, they just send one check at a time. Because <laughs> you know that the accountant department would also hate them if they... <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's like you got to write out an invoice 100,000 times and payment 100,000 times and reconcile it 100,000 times. Yeah, that could be trouble. Hopefully yeah. you get paid by the hour. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, so this will this will join the existing um, Hertz Model 3s as well as the existing cars that Hertz has had in the fleet. 
and uh, like the Model S, and they had a, they have a couple of Model Xs. They don't have a lot of the other cars, but they have a lot of Model Threes, as promised. And, and I do want to caution you that if you do do the Hertz thing and you do secure a car, don't extend it because they are still getting people arrested and ruining people's lives. So what? But I, yes, they. This is Hertz, Hertz wow. and Sistercos. So what I would do is if you need a longer time with your uh, with your Hertz car, turn it in, get another one. No chance of going to jail. Or having the car towed, and then then say you stole it, even though they are the ones who took it. Wow! Yeah, that's a that's an interesting turn of events. Uh, so How to treat uh, your customers well? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I wonder uh, why they went bankrupt. Right. <laughs> Go, yeah, I, I see. Maybe one potential cause. I'm just guessing. <laughs> Yeah, in one case, the cops got there, and they're like, uh, the guy had the papers, he had the renewal stamp on it and everything, and the cop's like, I don't know why I'm here. And so he left. Oh, <laughs> but, a reasonable but, police officer. That's nice to see. Right. I was going to say, that's not how the rest of them all went. Most of them were a case of the car was gone, and you know, since it was towed away back to the airport, nobody knew where it was. You're sitting here with keys. and uh, Bad situation. <laughs> Good well, advice. Uh, yeah, yes. so, uh, just, uh, so there's a couple things we've learned today. Uh, Model Ys will be available in the Hertz fleet, and uh, just keep your car for the original time that you signed up for. Yeah, and, and, and that's not to say that every time you extend it, you're going to have a problem. But if you're somebody who's going to have trouble with the police, or you're you know away from home, and your car might just be missing because they towed it back early, maybe there's a, just, there's just get another one. There's a lot of people right. that would that's, be uh, that's the main in that, you got those the categories. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> that's probably ninety percent of the people that pick up a car are people that uh, are away from home. Uh, yeah. That yeah. So, yeah. I, I, maybe two wow. percent were local when I was I was in the rental car business, uh, one that actually got bought by Hertz, and um, we didn't have a lot of local customers. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, you drive your own car or you borrow one from a friend if or whatever. You don't yeah, usually yeah. go rent a car uh, when you're down the block. Right. Uh, and even then, it's, it's the most of the local, like uh, I'd say that at least 50% of the local customers were going on a trip and didn't want to put the miles in their own car. And mm-hmm. then you had people with like uh, their car was in the body shop. or But those, those were rare as well. So yep. then all that was left was like somebody needed to borrow a church van. And that was going to be local and you wouldn't need to extend it either. Right. Yeah. I've also heard some questionable practices on Hertz on their website for renting uh, the Model oh. 3s is that uh, there's some bait and switches going on. Oh, uh, a lot of people Ooh. will look on the website uh, and you can pick up uh, a Model 3 at uh, one of the lesser known locations, not an airport location, but <laughs> one that's further away from the airport uh, at a cheaper amount. But sometimes they don't guarantee that you're going to get the Model oh. 3. So you may get the lower rate. You arrive there and said, oh, "I'm sorry, we couldn't get the Model Three for you." So here's your here's your Chevy Cruze. Oh and, uh, man! Yeah. So there, that kind of thing goes on too. So uh, yeah. and if you go to the airport to get it, some people are finding that the the rate is a uh, double uh, what oh, the, wow. the the fantastic rate was outside of the airport. So uh, do your homework out there. Make sure you uh, if you're trying to book one because you want a Model Three, do your homework. Uh, talk to a representative there, make sure that what you reserve is what you're going to get. And that won't be a possibility that you're going to be turned away uh, with the bait and switch. So keep that in mind. Uh, David, they, they, um, they've been making the news for it uh, since 2020 and it hasn't. For people on the podcast, we have a question here. (laughs) (laughs) Are these cases recent? Never had a problem with extending a business rental back in the day. 
No, go ahead, Casey. Yes. And so uh, this has been in uh, the New York Times and a couple of other news organizations uh, from 2020 up to, I think, two months ago was the most recent case of it I saw. And, and like I said, it's, it's kind of like a game of Russian roulette. You just... Is it, is it worth playing that? I don't think so. The stakes are a little lower, but still a lot lower. Yeah, but you could you could still you could still end up jobless, and 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 uh, and uh, there are a couple of people who ended up with felonies because oh my gosh, yeah, that's you that that on your record, yeah. <laughs> right? And and then once you've got the felony, you lose your job, and this guy yeah, ended and even up if you get it cleared up, yeah, uh, eventually that's a big hassle to deal with. In the meantime, that sucks, right? Yep. And and and. Uh, Mark was talking about with the uh, with the bait and switch as far as uh, the pricing is is something that's new to me, but the the, the car not necessarily being available uh, is, is something they've had the technology to deal with and have not bothered to bother with yet. Um, it's just a right. matter if you of reserve a car. How hard is it to take those keys and say these are on hold for this customer? Exactly. Which, yeah, not that hard to put a, a name on the on the keys. Don't right. give away except at this person. Right. Yeah. Or, or keep three of these for these people, so something to right. that effect. And mm-hmm. uh, so that part is, is kind of standard operating uh, procedure for them. Is like, oh well, uh, we had a really busy crush and we didn't realize. Oh, sorry, your car's gone. Uh, here's this Chevy Aveo. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but we needed a full size car. Would you like this SUV for twenty five extra dollars a day? <laughs> yeah, this is going to cost you eighty in fuel <laughs> and that. <laughs> uh, well, next, well, uh, there's there's a um, another group uh, this time in Germany, uh, a company a ride sharing group called Mile, and Mile has a fleet of vehicles that they rent out uh, to uh, people, and they have decided to add the Model Three to their fleet. So this is uh, this awesome. is another group uh, that is looking to go electric, and uh, best way they can see is to have the Model Three with the charging structure that uh, is already exists in their country. And uh, makes a lot of sense. So uh, this is somebody else that uh, is seeing the light and uh, moving over to electric vehicles. And we hope that they see a nice bump in business uh, to uh, promote them to continue uh, to move on with electric vehicles as opposed to uh, gas vehicles. Uh, I was getting uh, proofs uh, as requested. I was pasting in the chat for those on the podcast. You'll have to look at the chat later. Uh, And one of these articles is from yesterday. Uh, Ah. (laughs) I didn't realize it was it was still that was bad. that recent. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Mark. Um, next, uh, Patrick's got a story about uh, California. Oh, that is right. So uh, this comes to us from Tesla Roddy and by Joey Klinder, and it's titled Tesla Model 3 Y axed from CVRP rebate after price hikes. From quote inflation pressure, so uh, as we've all seen, we've talked about on this show, Tesla's prices have gone up a couple times recently, and unfortunately, those price hikes have kicked them out of the California Clean Vehicle Rebate Project. So in California, if you buy an EV that's under a certain price cap, which I think is 60k, you get a $2,000 credit. Well, if you uh, unless you've already ordered your Model 3 or Y, and it was before the 15th of this month, you're not going to get that 2K kickback, which is too bad. But um, it makes sense for Tesla to raise prices when they are, one, uh, their prices are going up from their suppliers. Inflation sucks for all of us. And uh, two, they have so many orders now in place 
that they want to discourage people from getting in line. Uh, and um, I mean, and for some vehicle models, this year's already sold out. So uh, you don't know what prices are going to be like a year from now. So uh, to, to make sure that you're covered, you bump up your price. So you don't have to do something like Rivian did and then undid <laughs> where uh, you're like, oh, we can't sell these cars at a loss. So we're going to jack the price up on people that have already ordered them. Nobody likes to hear that. There was a huge backlash. There would be a huge backlash. So um, prices have gone up and the rebates in, have gone away. The good news is they're still selling every vehicle they make. And uh, we saw this when the federal EV incentive went away. That didn't slow Tesla down at all. That's that was and that was seventy five hundred. Uh, so I don't think this two thousand dollar credit in California is going to make a huge difference. Um, it is too bad that because these incentives help more people, especially people doing the Tesla stretch, to get into the vehicles. But um, my hope is that this is temporary. That uh, 18 months from now, we're past the chip shortage, where uh, inflation has, uh, we're, we're not constrained and, and the prices go back to a, a, a better price and they get back in the program. But uh, that's what it is now. So if you're in California, I, I hope you ordered before the 15th. Yeah, that's kind of similar to here in Ontario, uh, actually Canada as a whole. We had a $5,000 credit uh, for an EV purchase and uh, about... Uh, I guess it's a month and a half ago, uh, Tesla opted out of the program because their price went above uh, the top price uh, that was available from the federal government. So uh, a similar situation happened here about a month and a half, uh, uh, eight weeks ago. So uh, yeah, that, it, it, that's what I find really disappointing. It's not that Tesla's charging what they need to get the vehicle, to get the profit so they can continue to roll this out. But the people that are stretching to get the cars are now being priced out of the market completely. And uh, yeah. they don't have a, you know, they're going to have to look for something else. Uh, they're going to have to look at a lesser electric vehicle or they're going to have to look at uh, keeping a, a gasoline car. So uh, it's uh, it's not a, you know, it's, it's not much of a choice for them. But uh, I understand what's going on. It's just uh, it's just affecting some people uh worse than others yeah. yes exactly or uh say say you needed a model y or a model x and now this could be the difference between fitting your whole family in the car or having to listen to people complaining about being in my space he's touching me <laughs> the good news is even a model 3 is not exactly a small car this is true <laughs> yeah so we'll have to see if uh, if better times will bring lower prices. So uh, hopefully that is the case, and I certainly look forward to that uh, as soon as possible. What if they'll yeah, sell the more? Yeah, the good news is all the times we've heard, oh, as soon as these incentives are gone, Tesla's are going to stop selling, and it's all going to be over. And uh, no, that is not the case at all. They're, they're going strong happened. with or without. Yeah. And, and and it doesn't benefit Tesla. Uh, these incentives benefit the people who buy the Teslas. Right. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if they're going to sell more cars without uh, the wheel upgrades, for instance, because that could, like, literally, if you were going to get the one with the premium wheels, that, and you just get the base wheels now, that that could make the difference for you. Yeah, if, if, if you weren't the stretching, Tesla stretch. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Now you uh, notch down a little bit. Well, ho hopefully, if you're stretching, you're not Mac Daddy in that thing out. But <laughs> <laughs> you can always change the wheels three years down the road. So absolutely, uh, yeah, right. get the yes. cheaper wheels to start for sure. And somebody on eBay who wanted to, you know, get some aftermarkets, get some right. free tires with it sometimes.
Yeah. Uh, next, of course, uh, the big story uh, is that uh, Tesla has started to send out some invites for its Cyber Rodeo, they're calling it in Austin, Yeehaw. Texas. So it looks like all the uh, all the um, requirements are in place. Uh, 15,000 people uh, are going to be invited uh, to this uh, rodeo. I, I'm sure they're going to have a couple riding bulls for sure. And okay. uh, this... This uh, is something that, uh, of course, is is going to uh, really probably uh, bring a lot of media attention to Tesla as well. Uh, opening up in the city of Austin uh, and uh, being able to uh, invite that many people there. Uh, so with 15,000, I guess that's the total amount of people because that was the regulation. So. An invite typically goes out and it's for one person and that person can invite one other person uh, to the event. So, uh, you know, probably 7,500 uh, uh, invites will go out. And then, of course, there's that whole thing where they try to figure out uh, who's RSVPing, who's not, and who they get can send out the invite to somebody else if that person is not going to come uh, or bring a plus one. So, uh uh, they're always uh, updating this. Uh, we've heard about wave one and possibly wave two of invites have gone out. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're uh, interested to see uh, how that goes along and um, and uh, certainly looking forward to the, uh, what is it, the 7th? Or the yes, 8th? yes. It's the 7th. Yep, April 7th. Uh, so, not 420. Uh, like I thought it was going to be <laughs> not April 1st. Cause uh, you know, that could be a big practical joke. <laughs> yeah. Imagine all those people showing up and they say, no, we're going to hold it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Just fool it. <laughs> so uh, are you saying if, Mark, if I haven't got my invite yet, there's still a chance. Maybe there's still a chance. RSVPs uh, are responds in the negative and they get a, it's so I could, I could still get an invite. I want one. There is a possibility, <laughs> Patrick. However small, there's still a possibility. I, yeah, I heard actually that the first wave was uh, uh, was typically um, uh, the captains of the different uh, Tesla clubs across right. the nation. So a lot of them uh, were chiming in that their invites had come in the first wave. So. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm watching a few Twitter groups uh, where uh, people are anxiously awaiting, uh, <laughs> rubbing their hands, trying, praying everything uh, <laughs> that they can get it. Now, of course, the vast majority are supposed to be around the greater Austin area. Um, that makes there sense. will be people outside of that, but that was first priority, according to Elon. Um, so uh, if uh, I, I still have to... I'm, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't do what they did in Berlin and open up a website and allow people to actually register that they would be interested in going. I think that would have been the best way to do it uh, here in Austin as well, because it allows them to know who would actually accept it if they were given mm -hmm. it, uh, because mm -hmm. they've actually applied for the position and uh, it would cut down on time on their end and give everyone, a, you know, they could even break it up geographically and allow uh, different uh, groups uh, from different parts of the nation uh, to come if they wanted to. But uh, for whatever reason, whatever reason, they didn't want to do that here in North America. They wanted to go with the same thing they had done previously. And that's kind of disappointing. As Tesla grows, I think they should uh, do those kind of things. It would make a lot more sense. And 
show some appreciation to the uh, people that want to attend and they're supporting the company. Right. And how many of those people who are in charge mm -hmm. of the Tesla clubs have been to three or four of their events already? Sh share the love. Let, let yeah. some other people have some fun. Move too. it around. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, with that, uh, got a little bit of surprise here in Canada and what happened, uh, just, uh, this past Saturday or Sunday was that FSD, uh, beta was released in Canada. All those people that were on the scorecard for three weeks are thanking Tesla that they finally pulled the trigger and allowed a number of them to get through uh, because there was a lot of moaning and complaining. Let me tell you, when they when they uh, delayed it by one week and they delayed it by two weeks, there was a lot of moaning going on because, of course, driving like grandma is not fun. And uh, there's all sorts of stories of people with because, of course, we as Canadians got to learn what you guys had gone through. We knew some ways around it. We knew some tricks, some ways to game the system. Uh, there was. There was talk about people that were taking their vehicle out at 2 a.m. on yep. a major highway and just putting in the miles mm -hmm. and then coming home, putting it in the garage and storing it for a week once they had the miles. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> there was all sorts of stuff going on. So it was uh, it was kind of funny watching it. And, of course, it was painful for some uh, that were – and then there was, you know, the – the, uh, the problem of, oh, my gosh, I got a call from the school. I got to go pick up my uh, children at the school, and I've only got the Tesla to take. And I've got to go through regular traffic. Call Uber. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, send them an Uber credit. <laughs> or you can even get in, get in an Uber and go get them. <laughs> wow. Uh, or you can rent so a Model 3 from Hertz. You could do that. Right. Yes. <laughs> Locally. <laughs> so, so one thing that I found interesting was that um, some folks in Canada had scores as low as 36 and still got in. What? No. Yeah. What? I, yes. I did not that, that's that. crazy. It didn't say it was the norm. The 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 most average score was uh, you had most of the people had a 99 and a 98. Then you had 100. And 97 uh, of the people that that were reporting on the apps like uh, Tesla Scope and Teslafy. I did not Somebody hear of anyone under 98 chain. being admitted, but uh, uh, this this was coming from one of the app crazy. runners. So unless they found a way to fake the data their car was reporting, then they got in with that score. Wow, their, their version number changed. Tiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think a 37 though. I mean, come on. <laughs> maybe maybe they managed to just like improve the score between the the time that they reported uh, their car reported to the app and uh, by the time right. the Tesla pushed it, or maybe they started driving poorly and they said, "Ah, the heck with this!" And Tesla had already pulled the numbers. Right. Yes. Yes. So depending Most on the numbers, yes. <laughs> I, yeah. And that's why I was delayed in getting it because as soon as we started the um, beta safety score, we had a, a thirty score like on day two. Yeah, and so it took a long time for that to age out. It does. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a there was a group discussing about they were on the highway. Someone cut them off. Had to do a hard break. They were charged yep. for it immediately. Their score dropped to an eighty-one or something uh, from a hundred. Mm -hmm. And uh, then what they did is again through knowing what others had done, they were able to stay on the highway. And what they did is they would fluctuate their speed, go up to 120 kilometers 
and then gradually slow down to 90 kilometers, speed up to 120 kilometers, gradually slow down to 90 kilometers. And that started to average out the brakes. So they were getting credited for a consistent and regular braking to take away that one constant break. So they did that for, oh, for uh, you know, uh, 80 kilometers and uh, it evened it out and wiped that off their score because they did so many other ones that were showing it was consistent and good breaking. Clever. It's very clever. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a, it's a science is what it is. Right. Uh, if but, you put uh, out an algorithm, people will figure out a way to game it. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, another uh, interesting thing here in Ontario, uh, our, our major city of Toronto, uh, they have the downtown core has been blocked out from FSD beta. Yeah. So all the downtown streets in the core of downtown Toronto have been blocked out of FSD. If you go into that area with your car and it's engaged, it will disengage and tell you that it can't be used there. And the reason, get this. Wait, wait. Because... The reason is because Elon hates Toronto. That's <laughs> that's the reason, right? <laughs> well, no, you see, no, you remember, no, remember that's not it? No. You remember, when he said, <laughs> you remember when he said motorcycles were not safe? Trains aren't safe. Yeah, that's mm. it. Mm. These, these are long articulated streetcars that run the downtown core in Toronto. So we've got a streetcar network uh, that runs through public transit. And the problem with streetcars is that there are certain areas when you come up on the streetcar, if their rear lights are flashing uh, back and forth, you're not allowed to pass the streetcar. And, oh. of course, the car doesn't know that. Uh, they also have doors on both sides of the streetcar. And in some cases, people exit from the left. In other cases, people exit from the right. So they felt it was something mm. they did not want to chance. And instead, they blocked it out. But I understand there's other cities in Patrick's neck of the woods, for example, in Portland, that have streetcars on the streets or, or yeah, light rail on the streets mm -hmm. and they share the road with some traffic in some instances in downtown yes. portland that's true so i'm not but sure as to why it works do they there do the, and doesn't work here do they do the thing with the lights i that, don't I think don't so and that's pretty consistent as far as which side you exit um yeah and then like it, downtown, it's it's on the city streets, but then where it goes out to other places, they have their own dedicated yeah, their own dedicated like track lanes. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I, I I've taken that transit system a few times, and uh, I know in the downtown core that you were sharing it with cars in certain areas for sure. But yep, uh, definitely, don't forget uh, his mom was Canadian. <laughs> How can they say Elon doesn't want to kill a Canadian? That's he right. in, yeah. uh, in Canada. He, he stayed in Canada for some yeah. time, although it was out in Saskatchewan and uh, typically uh, he was in Ontario for a little time too, but uh, yeah. not too long. Well, All right. Well, we got a show title. <laughs> Toronto has a streetcar named Desires FSD. <laughs> so, so let's throw a conspiracy theory out here. Uh, Tesla will be the next one to buy all the streetcars and burn them down. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> These are electric streetcars, man. You can't do that. We were electric last time, and then GM did it. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Replace them GM, with diesel buses. Was it 
uh, it was three of them uh standard GM. oil gm and i think goodyear tires was the other yeah. one maybe yeah something yeah that sounds right. it's a well-known uh, that's and that's uh, another yeah. thing here in waterloo region we have a streetcar that runs about 13 kilometers down the uh share some streets uh but there mm -hmm. is a there is like a little um a divider between the street and the streetcar although the streetcar does cross many streets so yeah. uh there's I'm nothing wondering... said about kitchener waterloo in this either so i'll uh, have mm -hmm. to see if uh, some others uh, as this as more and more people get this uh if there's any uh any question about um about uh, the kitchener uh, streetcars or as we call it light rail I wonder if it has anything to do with, like, uh, from my understanding, is that particular one is just mixed in there with the cars. And like you said, you can't pass if the lights are on. Uh, maybe it's more like the other ones are like here in the States where, they, like you said, they've got a divider or they've got paint yeah. or some other here, indicator. Here in Kitchener, that... we don't have the flashing lights and we don't have to stop behind the streetcar because they've timed the actual intersection lights that let the streetcar go through and then let the traffic go through. So really, right. it, it may be on the street, but it's got its own traffic signal. And uh, the cars are blocked from when it's crossing a street from running into it. So, although people have tried, so we've <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. had a number of fender benders with the LRT. So uh, people uh, manage to to get a crash in here every once in a while just because they're trying real hard. But uh, so yeah, so that's going to be uh, out there. You're going to see a lot of uh, conversation about uh, people. Uh, dealing with uh, FSD beta in Canada. And uh, as we said, uh, more and more are being introduced uh, to the program. We don't know how low the numbers will go. Casey stated a 37. The lowest I've seen is a 98 to this point, but we'll keep reporting on that. And if uh, you wanna keep up with this uh, throughout the week, uh, please connect to our Twitter feed at the Tesla Life or our Facebook feed, uh, the Tesla Life numeral one and uh, we keep you up to date uh, through the week in between shows. With that said, uh, Casey, got a next story and we're crossing the ocean again. What's going on where, where this story is? Let's go to Giga Shanghai. And uh, last time I spoke on this, I don't know if it was on a Sunday or if it was here or both. But anyway, uh, we talked about how Elon and, and crew had decided that the Chinese employees would sleep at the factory. They would do two day shifts instead of uh, their usual 12 hour shifts, something like that, 10 hours. And that was their way of getting around some of the COVID testing and restrictions that, that were available. So you had uh, the first two days they were down with everybody else in the country, uh, at least in the shutdown areas. And then they decided that the, that the shifts wouldn't pass. And now, they're going to shut down for another four days because things have gotten worse in Shanghai and Beijing. So we're going to see what happens next. It's a little up in the air as far as how quickly they can return and if the previous procedures are going to be acceptable for, for the next uh, phase going forward during this lockdown. Uh, but it, what was amazing to me was that they also managed to get their suppliers to participate as well. Cause I was wondering what are they going to do? Just build a bunch of like, um, mega casts and just let them sit there and then finish the car later or they actually got new parts coming in so that was pretty cool hmm. yeah so this so starts they, they, they've already been out for two days and now this is a second uh mm -hmm. lockdown yes. for four separate days four well, i guess days. four continuous days yes <laughs> yeah yeah uh so no, I, I thought I, this new shutdown was only a single day 
I didn't know it was four days. No, no it's going to be four. Oh, okay. so then the next question is: the people who are already on their two-day shift, do they are they now in the factory for six days straight? <laughs> Oof, yeah, that, that would that suck. Not be fun. Yeah, it's uh, well that that, that kind of leads us to people. People may be tired of COVID, uh, but COVID isn't tired of us. Uh, no. and, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's still going to be out this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you you may be tired of dealing with it, but uh, COVID doesn't care. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be with us for some time, people. So get used to it because uh, this is this is something that's going to be around for quite a time in the future, as far as I can see. Yeah, someone someone pretty close to me ended up getting it because uh, their coworker, the doctor, checked him out and said, "All right, go back to work." Went back, no work, no mask, no nothing. Uh, yeah. Didn't inform anybody else that they were exposed, and then this person caught it and brought it home to their newborn baby and, and their wife. Thankfully, both of them are testing negative right now, but that's good. Uh, she says that the baby's voice sounds different, and uh, and he's down hard with, with this mm. disease right wow. now. So. It's especially harsh on uh, little kids who can't be vaccinated, right? So right, if you've been right. vaccinated, it, it tends to be that you have, I mean, I'm no doctor, but, but it tends to be that you have less symptoms. That's what it's they tell not us, as bad. Yeah. Uh, but if, you, if you're too young to get vaccinated, that's, that's going to hurt. Yeah, because they used to they used to keep going on about how children are less likely to catch it or whatever, but uh, doesn't mean they can't catch it. Right, and that was alpha. Right, things have it's mutated. Right, things have changed. Right. So yeah, don't assume that you heard two years ago still applies. Right. Yeah, they not, just uh, announced today that here in Canada the sixth wave is on its way. So it's Oof. it's started, and uh, we are you know it's this time it's the Omicron uh, second variant. So, right, right, and they stopped yeah. even giving new names. It's just like Omicron Part Three. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. Uh, I get this chart from Oregon infections, and there's there the Omicron is is red, and and oh, there's a darker red. What what is that? Oh, there's a new one, but it's not doesn't have a new name. That's weird. Yeah. New and improved they're Omicron. Trying, right? They're trying to convince Wonderful. us we're back to normal, and well, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be normal for some time. So just take take precautions out there. Be yeah, safe yeah. yourself, and uh, that's the best advice I can give: is uh, is uh, be cautious at all times. So while we're on this, I want to bring up that uh, while folks were harping on Elon in uh, in California, uh, this factory is you know. It's still a Tesla-owned factory, 100%, and, and they were able mm-hmm. to develop their protocols and test them in the midst of the original uh, wave, and, and in each individual variant, they're able to sculpt their knowledge and then bring it back to their other factories. So it's not it's not like it, they were doing it recklessly, although he may have been speaking imprecisely or, or, or uh, indelicately, the, the company itself was taking care of their employees. So I just wanted to get that out there before we move on to the next one. All right. Next, back over to Texas, and Patrick's got yeah. this next story. Okay. So uh, this comes to us from Drive Tesla Canada. Tesla applies to build massive battery energy storage system and a switchyard at Giga Texas. <laughs> so uh, the switchyard part of that. So we, we all know that uh, having a, a battery pack is gives you backup power. You can, uh, if you... They're going to have big solar panels on the roof. They're spelling out Tesla. At least that's what it looks like from the uh, what we what we've seen from the many many drone flyovers. And uh, uh, now they're going to install this battery system. 
So this means that, as we know, the, Tus the Texas grid is not the most stable one that we have in the U.S. or in the world. It's had its issues, uh, both summer and winter issues. Uh, so uh, if Tesla has this, this ability to be a uh, utility, then uh, they can uh, service their, themselves, keep their factory going, even if there are neighborhoods that are out of, of that don't have power. And uh, does it say it says they've got a 53 acre site there on Tesla Road at Giga Texas. And um, they've, of course, filed paperwork for this. So uh, we don't know a whole lot. Yes. It, okay. So uh, they've, we know that earlier they had a video highlighting their 81 megapacks that they've installed in another part of Texas. So yeah. that'll help Arlington, Texas stay up and going. And so this one is going to be at Giga Texas, which just, it makes sense for them to, to do this. And uh, the switchyard part I found interesting. I wonder if this means they're going to be involved in wholesale electricity back and forth with the other utilities. That or they're opening what? a rail, a rail uh, a switchyard. switchyard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that, that they're going to test uh, light rail. Uh, they're going to have uh, underground tunnels. And uh... <laughs> this is where they're going to bring all the Canadian streetcars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, this is uh, that's certainly an electrical switchyard, but um, and you're probably right, Patrick, as because Tesla has expressed uh, interest in becoming a provider of electricity in Texas as a whole. Mm -hmm. And where's the best place to start and test is uh, at your main factory, uh, because right. uh, this this will be a uh, the ability to do a couple things. First, if they're they do run into an issue like uh, last winter. Uh, where there is a shutdown. Mm -hmm. If Tesla has a bunch of stored energy inside of this, they can feed uh, factories, essential systems, even possibly keep uh, keep running uh, through this. But secondly, with the price uh, fluctuating up and down, they're going to be able to use that battery system to, to carve out the valleys and peaks of the electrical system charge currently and uh, be able to benefit from that as well, as well as they can also use it uh, if they are connected to maybe the larger grid around them uh, to uh, shave out peak periods uh, for homeowners uh, that are close to the factory, giving them a great test bed uh, to figure out what works, what doesn't, what has to be improved, how the software is operating at any given time, and uh, be able to uh, judge what they're going to have to do in order to grow that to serve more and more communities. So uh, I would think that this is a this is an excellent place to attach to Tesla's new headquarters so they can uh, figure out uh, how to make this work uh, on a larger basis as time goes along. Yep, they have auto bidder and so they can get involved in that and have it buying and selling based on price fluctuations and demands of the, of the grid. Should be cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that story as time goes along. This, of course, is an insurance package, uh, first and foremost, against a cold yes. Texas night <laughs> that we saw yes. there were some serious issues with in, in the past. But, uh, yeah, very good. Next, uh, on to the financial markets and uh, something about a stock split that Patrick's going to tell us about. That is right. So... Uh... Uh, just FYI here for uh, full disclosure, I'm a uh, shareholder and uh, of Tesla, and I have been since their IPO. And uh, 
still have those shares from 2011, I think it was. So, uh, um, shares are dusty. Yes, they are. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, uh, this is from Tesla Roddy. Tesla shareholders to vote on Tesla stock split at annual shareholder meeting. So, uh, I don't think there's any question of how that vote's going to go. So as we all know, a stock split mathematically makes no difference if you have uh, five nickels or a quarter. But psychologically, there's an important difference. Um, a lower share price allows people who can't afford an entire share to buy it. Not all of the um, uh, stock buying uh uh, what you, sites allow you to buy partial shares, fractional shares, especially outside of the U.S. That's not something that's that's common. If you want to do dollar cost averaging, which is uh, a, a pretty smart way to do a lot of investing, where you buy a little bit every month or every two weeks or whatever the uh, right amount is, maybe you can't afford a thousand dollars every month for one share of Tesla stock. So uh, if also, they, if you work for Tesla, you may not be able to buy partials, and you may not make enough to to make rent and buy a whole share of Tesla. Right. Yes. And uh, um, Tesla, like many other companies, have uh, employee stock participation plans. So they take a small amount out of your paycheck each uh, time, and then they accrue that over some window, six months, uh, three months, whatever. And then um, you get some shares from that. But uh, if you got to $900 and it was 1000 uh, then you that pay period, you're not going to get any shares. You're going to have to wait until next time. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so this is good all around. There's no disadvantage to having it lower um, that I can think of off the top of my head. So so just take a guess. How much do you think one share of Berkshire Hathaway costs? They're Class A shares. Five, no, 52,000. That was years ago, though. Times 10. Ah, wow. If I had said 500,000, I would have been right. (laughs) Yes, yes, I thought you were going to get it. Yes, so that's well, I forgot, half I a forgot. million dollars. I forgot time. And uh, yeah, they've never split. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Got it right. uh, yeah, did somebody get one? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> cool. And uh, so they have class B shares and other things that, that, that allow you to mere mortals to buy the stock. <laughs> um, Do you want a house so or a it, share? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a really nice yeah. house. Um <laughs> uh, so uh this is really cool stuff. Um, um I, I would be shocked if the shareholders did not vote for the the split. And uh the other thing that, that Musk mentioned in a tweet is that they're considering dividends, which that did surprise me because yeah t- companies tend to only do dividends when they don't have things to invest their money in. And, and, and if they can invest their money to, to grow the company, then that gives shareholder value and makes for a bigger, better company. And one of the things that the Musk has said about his mass, secret master plan 3.0 is that scaling to massive size is going to be one of the goals. And if you want to um, move the world off of fossil fuels, that means you're going to have to be supplying uh, in a whole lot of areas um, any appliance you can think of that uses fossil fuels is going to have to be replaced in, in some capacity. So if, if they start getting into water heaters and heat pumps, air conditioning, uh, whatever, um, that's that's going to be a huge investment they're going to need. They're going to have to build their mega charger uh, um, charging networks around the world for their semi-truck that's coming, 
they've, they've got a lot of investments that they're going to need to do. So I'm surprised that, uh, that, that they're even considering a, a dividend. Not a dividend payout. The stock, the split is referring referred to as a dividend. Oh, David might that makes a lot more sense to that me. Make a lot more sense so, now, yeah. Yeah. So, um, stock splits are often referred to as a dividend, which is is kind of ridiculous in my mind. But what the dividend is is to say they're doing a a five for one stock split. You if you own one share, you get a dividend of four shares, and now you have a total of five. Um, right. And, and technically, that is what it's referred to. Most of the time when people say a dividend, they mean some cash amount per share. Um, and uh, so... Uh, Might yeah. be just a term uh, that's being used uh, differently in the press. Right. Yeah. So so uh, I, I could have just assumed they, they were talking about a cash dividend and, they're, and they're, that's not even on the table. And like I said, I was shocked to even hear that they would because they have so many cash investments they need to make. They have... Lots of awesome things they can do with their money. Um, they're not like uh, in a situation where Apple is, where they have piles of cash and don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, they have Bring lots of things they know the, what to uh, do. The big O uh, heated. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Spaceship, the donut. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You also got um, you also got the likes of uh, IBM and, and Microsoft and uh, Ford, GM. They all do that. Well, maybe not GM. New GM is. A new company, but they were all doing dividends because they were out of stuff to, to, to really decide what to throw at. So, right, yeah, Home Depot just bumped up their dividend. I mean, and those are the kind of companies that do that, right? Um, they they want to, they're making money. They want to give some of that back to their shareholders, and and that's how you do it. But uh, yeah. interesting. So so um, way back in two thousand eleven, I bought a, a one share. Have you guys ever heard of this company, One Share? I think they're out of business now. So they used to um, uh, frame a stock certificate for you. So um, I was like, oh, Tesla's awesome. I love this company. I'm going to get a one share. And I just looked at my receipt from back then. The um, The stock price was $21.87 for that certificate. And then I got a frame and I got a, uh, a little plaque on it that says, we will not stop until every car on the road is electric, Elon Musk. And uh, so with all that stuff, by the time I got it with shipping and everything, it was $115. Well, that one share split into five shares with the last split. And uh, now the share price is a thousand bucks a share. So this is this, this thing that cost me a hundred bucks sitting in my wall is now worth $5,000. <laughs> now to, to, it's not like someone could just grab it and run off with it. So don't come trying to store my house to find it because <laughs> the, uh, the paper certificates are, are not uh, worth anything anymore. That that's not how everything's digital. Now it's, it's in an account. It's um, so uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, don't that's come by a... Patrick's house to steal his wall. It's not worth it. It's not, that's gonna right. get you it's not worth it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, I don't know how criminal I... record. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do another five for one or if they're going to do a 10 for one. Um, it's good. I, I'm hoping it's a 10, <laughs> 10 for one. Um, not that it, again, you know, you, we're, we're trading quarters for nickels or, or pennies, uh, dimes for pennies. But, but Right, but if that, so if that new number is psychologically attainable to more people, yes, or, or the people we said that have to buy whole shares, boom, right. it's going right back up again. Right, which is why I'm hoping it's, it's a 10 for one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that typically <laughs> happens with a lot of stock splits. 
right? Is that is that the, the number in people's minds makes it easier for them to purchase at the lower price, and that in turn drives the stock up uh, higher. So uh, yeah. it'll be interesting. To, the, this meeting is going to be held probably in October, so we've got some time between now and when the decision is going to be made. It'll be interesting to watch the stock price because it's been fluctuating. It went down to about, what, 710 or something like that, and now it's up to uh, 1100 uh, right. So it's uh, there's been quite a fluctuation. Uh, so it uh, it might be a good time if you uh, have the stomach for it uh, to get into it or, or watch the fluctuation at least and, and try to get in as it goes down a little bit because there seems to be always fluctuations throughout the year. Uh, there may be fluctuations between now and six months when uh, this is actually passed too. So uh, keep your eye on it. Might be an opportunity. And again, this is not stock advice. Do not take stock advice from a show on YouTube because right. we're not going to take any responsibility for it. This is all on you. So talk to your financial advisor and make sure you do what's comfortable for you. So, yep. But if you do uh, jump into Tesla stock, it's a roller coaster. So you better be prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee you that. Some days yeah. you're way up, some days you're way down. <laughs> exactly. Next, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about a company out of Brazil called Vale. Vale is a mining company that specializes in nickel. And uh, unbeknownst to all of us, uh, Tesla made a deal with Vale uh, a little while ago, an unannounced deal. And uh, they uh, locked up uh, a contract uh, for, again, a bunch of nickel uh, that Tesla needs. So remember back on uh, Battery Day, uh, when when Elon talked about constraint and uh, the constraint was going to be batteries. And uh, he talked a little bit about nickel, uh, one of the components in these batteries. And he had indicated that um, any company that mines, he would he would he would say you could sign a large contract with Tesla if you mine your nickel uh, with uh what did he say? Um, sustainability, sustainability at a fair price. Right. Uh, so there certainly were some caveats to it, but Tesla's been looking for nickel for years. And it, and it looks like behind the scenes, they've continued to do that and have locked up some nickel supply ahead of time. So uh, when uh, Russia uh, uh, got involved uh, with Ukraine recently and... Uh, half the nickel supply was with Russia, the price of nickel jumped dramatically, so much so it had to be stopped trading on some of the markets uh, because it, it jumped, it doubled. Uh, and uh, that has not stopped. It's still selling an extremely high price because, of course, all the Western countries have decided we're not going to buy things from Russia. Therefore, those, those mineral deposits are not going to be used in Tesla vehicles or any other vehicle. So uh, the amount of nickel in the world suddenly shrunk. Uh, the amount of obtainable nickel suddenly shrunk. So uh, there is uh, there is this uh, work in the back end where Tesla is uh, going to these different mining companies and signing deals so that uh, they've they've got that lock on uh, the minerals so they can continue with batteries and continue their scaling. And of course, adding other things such as um, iron type uh, batteries uh, to the uh, SR cars uh, is allows them to continually scale up as well. So they're pulling out all the stops. I don't know what 
other companies are going to do in the automotive sector that are looking for batteries. I just, yes. you know, there, there's a lot of talk about companies that are building factories or in combination mm -hmm. with other battery manufacturers or building facilities. But are they looking at the long term and trying to lock up different uh, pieces of the battery that is used, different minerals, different deposits from different companies? I'm not hearing any of that in the news media from anyone else. So uh, I wonder if uh, a lot of people may be stuck with a, a factory that can't produce anything because they don't have the minerals to put inside those batteries. Right. That's the we talked about this several weeks ago where J.B. Straubel was saying the other guys are just not doing the math. They they put out some number of here's our goal, but that all has uh, commodity streams that that are required to fulfill it. And the, they're not doing the things. So the, the, it's nice to have this aspiration. But if you're not doing the work, you're not going to get there. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we'll watch. And of course, this is going to play out for us real time uh, because Tesla's ramping up. These other companies are starting to come online or, or believe they'll be coming online in 2023 uh, with these new battery factories. Will they have the minerals to do it? We're going to find out shortly. So uh, keep your eye on the story. Next, Casey's got a story about supercharging and superchargers. Yeah. So in the coming days, uh, the headline was, uh, was awkwardly worded, but uh, it, it <laughs> appears to be a quote. Uh, it's coming from Drive Tesla Canada worldwide. You know, they they say that uh, the Tesla superchargers in the UK are set to open all e to all EVs within weeks or months. That part's in quotes, within weeks or months. So in the near future. Uh, so what we're going to see is what we saw in, in, uh, in the Netherlands, where anybody can come and, and plug in their CCS-equipped vehicle to the supercharger network. If they're a member of the Tesla subscription plan, they'll pay the same as Tesla owners. And if they're not, they're going to pay the marked-up rates. Mm. But... They'll have more more chargers available to them. Not that Europe has a problem with having enough chargers available, but the simplicity of the supercharger network is is unmatched, really, for right. most. Yeah. So this Absolutely. will be exciting. And this, of course, didn't come from Tesla. This leak came from a um, the Minister of Transportation in the United Kingdom. Uh, Explain the awkward wording. She was being <laughs> uh, interviewed. Uh, about electric vehicles and about charging infrastructure in the UK. And uh, she let it out that um, uh, they've been in, they have been in negotiations with Tesla already uh, for the uh, multiple charges they have in the UK. And uh, they were expressing to Tesla how it would be advantageous uh, to allow those chargers to be used by uh, other EVs and that uh, they're working out some sort of deal. So uh, obviously uh, there'll be some uh, financial gain for Tesla, as we've talked about previously. Uh, wherever mm -hmm. these charges are opened up to others to use, uh, since they're in the right location, they've got the proper amount of uh, chargers at those locations. And of course, it's a single entity that, that manufacturers, operates, and maintains those chargers uh, are all pluses for the EV going public. So, uh, you know, I, I can definitely see that this is a plus. I still see people screaming no uh, about this 
and they tend to be from California. Uh, so uh, it's because in California and Arizona and, uh, you know, places uh, in the Southwest, typically, uh, Tesla chargers are being overrun by Tesla vehicles. So there are some weights in certain locations at certain times of the day. But uh, this can be a huge win for Tesla financially if they can at least look at the chargers that are being underutilized and being mm -hmm. able to open those up. Even in North America, they mm -hmm. have the data, they know the numbers, so they can now push that along. So uh, it uh, it makes sense if they do it logically. You know, uh, we're not seeing that kind of, uh, I guess, overuse uh, in all areas of North America. In fact, I would say that I would hazard to guess that uh, 80 plus percent of chargers in North America are underutilized. I would yeah. say only about 20 percent are, you know, overutilized, if, yeah. if not less. So. Right, but if you're trying to use one of those 20 percent, it's a horrible problem. <laughs> yes, it is. It would be absolutely it's true. It's true. Yeah. Absolutely. But but as Hockey Day is pointing out right there, I was going to bring that up as well. That uh, the more utilization they get on on these stations that are just sitting there looking pretty. I mean, now they're not just billboards. They're also getting money back to pay for the maintenance, pay for the electricity, pay for the rollouts of new supercharger locations or expansions of those ones that they are finding have more utilization than they had anticipated. Maybe. Right. And if they do congestion pricing, that'll help even out. Which like, they do. Okay, we, yeah, we know <laughs> that these are the times it's busy. We're going to charge 50% more during that time. So come some other time. And if you can't, okay, then you pay. But uh, hopefully that helps even out the uh, the utilization. It does, yeah. I think uh, I think Tesla just reached the three thousand three hundred thirty three supercharger mark recently. So uh, <laughs> three 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 uh, has been breached. <laughs> nice. So it just continues to go up. So uh, congratulations on that, and uh, it. Uh, I don't know. They just they keep adding almost daily. So uh, it's it's good to see. It's it's good to see. It's not stopping or slowing down. It just continues. So uh, mm -hmm. with extra funds coming in to supplement it, they should, in theory, be able to build faster and more. Yep, so. and that's that that meets with Tesla's mission goal, right? It's not, and that's not for Tesla to sell every vehicle. It's right. for all the vehicles to be electric regardless of who makes them and having a reliable charging network is a must. Right. It's a requirement. Well, with that, I think we will wrap it up this week. Uh, again, if you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up at this point, press that subscribe button helps us out. Uh, it doesn't cost you a dime. We would really appreciate the support. Um, Patrick, any uh, shout outs this week? Yeah. So as usual, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And I blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. Uh, last week on the show, we talked about Musk's secret master plan 3.0. And uh, so uh, I blogged about that. And uh, the, the, the interesting take I have here is that I think that Musk's real plan, the one that is a secret, is... Uh, develop technologies to establish a sustainable population on Mars. And while doing the above, deploy these tech. Oh, 
technologies to make life a secret plan. And then each of these has just been a stage toward that. Yeah. So check it out at carswithcords.net. Tell I me I'm wrong. definitely look into that. <laughs> I, I can't tell you you're wrong because I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, any Patrick's... Blah. You're hanging out with Russell for a while, haven't you? Casey, <laughs> do you have any... Do you have any shout-outs for the end of the show? I do. So over uh, at uh, YouTube.com slash Casey Green, K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. Uh, I do a similar to this for longer on Sundays. Uh, we, we, we expand out to not just Tesla. We, we yeah, That's what I drive, so we do cover that. But uh, other items as well uh, for, for electrification and green living. And uh, I'm still working on that, uh, that OMU lithium-ion battery conversion as well as their... Um, HEPA filter drop-in. Uh, when I went back and started editing the video, uh, as I said, uh, there was a... It was right after a, a shooting had occurred somewhere down the block, and so there's, like, police running by asking questions, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to salvage this, make it make it into something useful, but uh, it's taken longer than I thought because it was not the quality I thought it was to begin with. Well, we look forward to you completing that project. With that said, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Tune in next week, and together we will find out what is going on in the Tesla life. Stay positive. Test negative. <laughs> Thanks, Lee Moon, for the music. Thank you, Lee Moon. It's going from the laptop again. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>